Welcome to episode 65 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. We have a big heel turn going on in AEW. One of the biggest and brightest stars in the wrestling world is getting a little naughty. And uh, we have another list of firings, shocker, in the WWE uh, to run down. One wrestler in particular that we're especially... Uh, is out of the company, but also if anybody can find Vince McMahon's golden egg, let him know because obviously that is big, big news in WWE. And pretty much, uh, is there life raft right now? The biggest topic going on in the company, which is freaking crazy for one of the biggest pay per views that used to have significance. But we'll get to all that. Let's get acclimated with the boys real quick over in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal. Steve Grobschmidt, how are you, Grabby? Keep the kayfabe. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For the listeners at home, okay, Steve even had a great moment where it, when he blew out the candle, the room went dark. It was just ah, bone chilling. Nice. I hope it was a lit MKE candle, too. Lit MKE. Oh, we got for four. all your Christmas needs. Yeah, we have four or five of those in this house because you really can't find better candles in the galaxy that's true we we have the same for the same reason damn true nice well yeah very nice uh intro steve always bringing it you heard the man just a second ago over in bayview somebody who keeps it freshly squeezed mr matt michelson how are you matt acknowledge me sorry terrible just terrible Still, I mean, it's the stupidest thing. It is some funny. Marks think it, some marks think it's cool. Lots of marks <laughs> I did, think it's cool. Lots of marks. I lots did of mics, turn on lots of Johns. Everybody. I I turned on Survivor Series just for the hell of it while I was um making candles, and well, just out of curiosity to see who was still actually on the roster because I kind of forgot, and I did make it all the way to the end. And I pro- I had to hear that. If I was playing a drinking game, I would probably be blacked out under the table every time I heard acknowledge me. So, man, talk about beating a dead horse, eh? Oof. All right, let's introduce the last member of Keep the Kayfabe. Oh, my God! It's Charlie Michael. <laughs> Don't worry, Cleaner. We g- I got it under control. <laughs> 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 Kenny Omega the cleaner. What's Kenny up to? I hear he might be kind of like taking he's a little breather. Yeah. He's got a bad shoulder. He's yeah. got, I heard he's wrestling with Vertigo. He's um, wow. a much yeah. deserved break, I think he's taking. Yeah, he's been going hard. We're starting another guy about it. He's been going hard since they started. So For he real. probably needs a, needs a six month break or so to get himself back together. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was the. Sorry, Matt. No, Go I was ahead. gonna say you. Uh, um, yeah, I heard a story recently. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow YouTube all that much. Um, 
the algorithm really has me dialed in. Uh, one of the videos I was pushed recently is a video of Kenny Omega getting a chiropractic adjustment from this guy, Dr. Yeah. Bo Hightower, who I feel like does chiropractic adjustments for every pro wrestler that's out there at this point. So it was only a matter yes. of time before he treated Kenny Omega as well. And yeah, Kenny talks pretty openly about just some of the injuries he's put up with. Um, and you can tell throughout the course of the video. I mean, you know, you, you hardly touch the guy and he's in pain. So, Damn. yeah, he's he's about due for some rest recovery. I think with all the injuries he's accumulated to, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what he treats first and if he prioritizes, you know, his shoulder injuries over his vertigo, over... Um, you know, some of the other things he's wrestling through right now. Um, I think Meltzer had made some comment along the lines of he's battling a litany of injuries, I think was the word mm-hmm. they used. So, yeah, yeah it's a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Hopefully he gets better. He will. Uh, and, you know, the beauty of it is they got a, like a gift-wrapped story when he comes back with the Elite. No, so, um, yeah, he'll be a it's gonna be, big time. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. I've heard yeah. some great fantasy booking stories about potentially – when Kenny Omega returns, you know he's going to be a baby face, especially after oh, yeah. everything he's going through right now and the heel run yeah. he just went through. And there's also rumors being kicked around that Kazuchika Okada is going to start wrestling some matches as an AEW as well. So They keep talking. Yeah, they keep talking about him. Yeah, we might see that feud resurrected, which would be incredible for American viewers. Yeah. And that came – that Okada rumor, like, it's kind of old. Like, remember, we thought we were going to see it. Like, I, I think COVID that, messed like, that up. Yeah, yeah, like COVID six months ago. Yeah, yeah that'll be uh, awesome. There, there's yeah. some things going on right that, now where I chaos think the, thing. Yeah, I was just gonna say chaos and the best friends now becoming part of the chaos faction. Um, AEW's doing a real good job of slowly introducing the idea of New Japan's factions. So I, I think when we do see Okada, it's gonna be it's gonna be well earned. Hell yeah, yeah, well earned. Uh, were those belts that Kenny Omega did obtain this year? It's not easy being the best in the world. Uh, you're going to go through some bumps and bruises. And there's another man that's going after the world title in AEW, and that is Brian Danielson. And if you all got to catch Dynamite this last Wednesday, you got to see Brian Danielson get a little sassy in the ring against current champion uh, Adam Hangman Page. Uh, the baby face of the company right now, he's the current champ. He had a great match against Kenny uh winning at full gear and Brian Danielson is entitled to that belt now since he beat Miro for that AEW World Championship Open Challenge and um yeah the man that everybody loved and does love I like what they're doing with this I mean we got to see Brian Danielson get on the mic and um kind of um rile up the AEW fans this was pretty awesome Steve, I know you were watching and you can weigh in on this. Do you want to kick us off first? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's lots of things that kind of made that moment, I think. I mean, obviously, Hangman's hometown, so you knew Hangman was going to be over like Rover. But, yeah, it was like, other than the slam he made on Virginia, like not a, liking hard work or something, or booing hard work, it was, you know, and, and then the WrestleMania name drop, which I think that's hilarious that all you have to do is mention WrestleMania and the crowd just boos you incessantly. But so it was it was such a, I mean, that guy is, it just cements how amazing he is because he can effortlessly go from heel to or face to heel. And 
in a believable way because you know he's 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 kind of had that swagger all along it's not like he just it's not like he went out there and just like you know what you people need to do is shut the hell up you idiot you know like he, yeah. he was very well done and believable because he is the best you know and i i mean that's so he just leaned into it just enough and mm-hmm. aew is handling this brilliant heel turn in hangman's hometown next week he's wrestling colt cabana in his hometown i think i heard that he's gonna you know they're coming to john silver's hometown like in a week or two after that so you know damn well he's gonna wrestle him in his hometown so they're gonna just keep that going and i think you know when it settles down it'll probably be like 50 50 cheers booing but no it just it works and i think it gives it a dimension versus two good guys wrestling for the title I totally agree. Something I hadn't thought of until, Steve, you were just kind of describing how they're booking this is in the past, AEW has always booked baby faces to win in their hometown, like every time. Almost and now Brian time, Danielson yep. comes in and totally shatters that booking formula. So kind of an interesting wrinkle in how they're actually moving forward with this character. It totally even makes him that much more of a heel. Like you said, without it being too far fetched or feeling like he's overtly trying to be a heel, just a perfect way to bring him into the picture and keep him too far enough away from hangman page where hangman page still feels like a baby face. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I didn't know Steve, you're way ahead of the game on all that. Where did you hear that with all who? Well, the cabana things confirmed that that was, um, he challenged Colt Cabana on, Ram- on Rampage. Yeah. I think on Rampage, or maybe on the oh, show nice. itself. But uh, either way, he that one's confirmed for the next uh, Dynamite. And then I think I heard on um, yeah, I heard on some I heard show. on What Culture that uh, John yeah, Silver's hometown's co- coming. Yeah. So then, like, I guess they're going back to Atlanta, and that's where the tens from or something. Yeah. Like so that. it's like it's just it's yeah. like they, if they planned it that way, they're geniuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. That's a good point. You got to wonder, is this just a fun coincidence or long-term storytelling at its best? With AEW, I wouldn't put it past them because they're so smart with their writing. That is pretty exciting. And we'll like get the viewers to tune in more just to hear the chance who they're going to wrestle. I mean, good for the, the Dark Order, too. I mean, they have the AEW belt in their stable now which makes the Dark Order more legit. We've always kind of seen them, well, like, when they first came, like, in AEW existence, it was kind of like, who are these guys? What are they about? Like, I've ne- we've never really seen it. And then they became, like, a comedy act a little bit. And then that thing with Brody happened, so then it's like, okay, let's settle down. Like, let's appreciate it for what it is. And now they're kind of back to, you know, comedy again a little bit. But now they really have significance with the belt in their stable too. So it's very, very interesting. Definitely. And I'll I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of evil Uno. I think, you know, he plays his role well and he's actually a pretty good wrestler. wrestler. And that was a, that was a fun, effective match. I mean, you know, he had his moments and I think, yeah, I was, I think it was what culture that said, if you would have told me a year ago that Daniel Bryan would be wrestling evil Uno in an arena where the crowd was cheering for evil Uno, like you would have never believed that in a million years. That's a good point. Evil Uno can go for a man his size. He, is, he actually yeah. has really good endurance. Yeah. Like he yeah. can wrestle probably for 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. He he's kind of pretty top heavy. He, I think he skips leg day every once in a while. <laughs> you can kind of tell. But um yeah, the man can go. 
I like them. I'm Bills a fan. roll well. Yep. Steve, I got to get you an evil Uno mask for Christmas. I know you'd rock that. that I'd wear good. it. I'd wear it, yeah. I'd wear it every day. And isn't there a little drama going on with uh, Adam Cole right now? You guys mentioned? I didn't see this. Oh, yeah, I just... Oh, yeah. That's my... That's why I'll, that's why that's where my line came from. I yeah. got it. I got it. I'll t- I got it cleaner. <laughs> yeah, because it was yeah Kenny Omega kind of uh, you know in his little farewell speech, if that was his farewell speech for now. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was kind of talking about how everybody failed at the pay per view, and then you know they were saying something about I think Adam Cole, like yeah, it, to Charlie's quote where Adam Cole said something like, "We got this while you're gone," and then. Uh, yep. And, and Kenny Mary is like, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking yeah. to the Bucks or something. Oh. So it's totally like, yeah, there's and oh, yeah. They're, think... it, being the elite. They've had their little friction, you know, like the, yeah. that's in a little more lighthearted way. They've been yeah. kind of teasing this for a long time. Yeah, because the way I was talking, the way I think it's going to play could be wrong. But I think they're playing that with, you know, him and Fish teamed on Friday. I think they're going to bring in Kyle O'Reilly. I think his contract ends next month. They, I think they join up with those guys as, you know, their old, uh, like, and I also like that part where they went, and that's under, you can't say that here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Bobby Fish was going to do the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, Brandon. Yeah. And and then I think uh, they'll they'll be within there, and I think at some point they're going to brand, they're going to break off, attack the Bucks. Bucks are going to turn face next year, but I think they're going to, they're gonna turn off their little turn on their little faction, I think. That's my opinion. But so, but you know, that's my fantasy book. I haven't heard <laughs> anything about it, but with everything, and we can talk about it in the cuts. But with all this last round of cuts, you'd be a fool to stay at that company. Mm-hmm. You know. So Kyle O'Reilly, I'm assuming when his contract's up, is gonna be have that 30 day, and nope. not the longer that's only one. If they, that's only oh. if they cut you. If, if oh. you if you what's your catch? The reason it's kind of like severance, dude. It's kind of if they, if they let you go, they 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 give you a no compete, pay you for ninety days. If mm. your contract ends, you can go wherever you want to the next oh, day. Oh, so he yeah, can be there by no, the end of the yeah. He'll be there by January yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he could be there in December because I heard it's December seventh. Oh, I heard it. and I so is uh, Gargano's early December. Yep. So I have a feeling he might jet too, man. He'd be smart. I would get He's out of there. Smart. That NXT show, I watched, I didn't watch, I quit watching it like two or three weeks ago and it's just shit. And I mm-hmm. listened to some recaps of it and they're just like, they're just, oh, their ratings the show, are, they're, 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 last week's and they're dropping, terrible, they're like terrible. a little over, a little over half a million. It's going to keep dropping. Oh, but Vince and Pritchard and those guys know best. They're so stupid, dude. They're, they, they have no idea. They, they have, they have no new talent coming in that's going to be over. And I still, I'll, I'll say it here again. That Braun Breaker dude is not going to get over in the long run. He's hot right now. Yeah, and he's got a good look, but they'll give up on him. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen for him because he has no skills. It's they're not. It's not gonna work, dude. Because like I was watching uh, happened to me in the gym Friday or whatever day it was. And that did you uh, have you guys seen Ch- Chad Gable wrestle in a while? Yeah, he's incredible. He's fucking yeah, he's in fucking credible, dude. And I was like, yeah, he's in, he's insane, dude. It's he, like he always has. Yeah, been. yeah, yeah, he has been, but I just hadn't seen him in a while. I was like, dude, he's fucking really good. They dude. don't I'm know like, what they got on their hands with him either. Yeah, yeah, and he could be really good. He's a good talker now, but it's like that Braun Breaker that that gimmicks 
maybe I could be wrong. Maybe he might be the next Goldberg, but I just don't see it. I don't see oh. it getting over in the long run. I think, and I think a lot of these guys, you have to build up a. I I think you have to build up an indie following to for people to like you, and and they're building all these guys there. No one likes them, and no one's getting over. You have to you have to get your shit over. They're mm-hmm. doing it in a very old fashioned way, you know. Like they even, just like even, put put them on TV, and people will like them and make them even, win, and people will like them. Even the old way they did it. When they did it the old way, like as a snow show, they used to do guys would come in from different territories where they were stars. They'd have mm-hmm. vignettes. They'd come in so, and they were trained good them. wrestlers. This guy's been wrestling like less than two years. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't have a lot. Or Crow Magnum. He's. Uh, I mean, that oh, guy's. Yeah. That's 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 gonna be the biggest dud since when they tried to push Drew uh, Drew the first time. The you first know? time, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna. Or be Vince a, comes uh, out. Vince comes out and says that's his guy, and they assume that'll yeah. be good enough. Yeah, that's gonna be a failure, dude. He got lucky that Roman. I don't see how people could still be on this Roman thing. It's like he just wins so all bad. the time. It's yeah, horrible. Did he so really need? Did he need to beat Billy Big E with no titles on yeah, the line? Beat him, beat him clean, dude. You know mm-hmm. that's why I didn't even waste the time of watching that show because there are no titles on the line. It was just like it was basically a. It was basically a glorified raw because nothing, nothing on that show. Nothing mattered. mattered. Nothing mattered. Brant's supremacy. What's that matter? Like a guy was saying, they were all on the guys were on a different brand six weeks ago. You know, Mm -hmm. so what? They have no. There's no vested value in brand supremacy. Charlie, by the way, speaking of brand supremacy, I do love that red hoodie you're wearing. It has a Monday Night Raw look to it. Bulls, baby. (laughs) Number one. Number one. Looks fresh. What if it said Raw? What if it said Team Raw? Oh, my God. (laughs) Charlie's got some news of his own. He just joined the fifth member of Team Raw for Survivors. (laughs) Oh, yeah. WWE shop uh, does fast delivery. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do you mean? I had this thing waiting for tonight. Charlie's the latest member of Hit Row. Oh, wait. Never mind. Ooh. Speaking of Hit Row, did you listen to Busted Open a little bit? That clip on Saturday. If I were you, I'd go back and listen to it, see if anybody can do serious and just listen to the Hit Row when they called in. That that mm. that fucking uh, big guy. What's his name? Um. Uh. I wish I knew. It's a top dog. <laughs> whatever, whatever the big guy is, he was an idiot. He got all of them fired, dude. He's he's just an idiot, dude. He thought wow. he could have pull in the office and stuff, and it's like you weren't even wow. established, dude. But yeah. that's why I think it was it was uh, the, the the Ashanti guy and him on there. I think Swerve Scott is fucking. He'll he'll go somewhere and make it, but I think he knew that dude was an idiot and got him fired. So he has, I think he has nothing to do with him anymore. Swerve Scott, Swerve Scott will get picked up by AEW or um, Impact or New Japan whenever whenever his time is up because he's good. Yeah, he's good, he's, really good. Yeah, he was he was down with all those guys in the indie, so he'll get picked up. But like that, um, what's his name? That big dude, whatever he's. He's garbage. He can't wrestle. He thinks he can. He thought he was bigger than what he was, and he thought he was. He thought he was a Chose main poorly. man by making the roster. Yeah, he was like, even I mean, it sucked, but his like B Fab chick got fired, so he was calling the office bitching about it. And it's like, dude, you can't, you don't have you got no pull. clout there. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 a nobody, you know. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he fucked it up and got him all fired, dude. Damn. 
I didn't even know that story went that deep. Oh, it went that deep, dude. He's an idiot, dude. If you, I'll, I'm see if you can find that clip on YouTube. But yeah, he he fucked that all up, dude. I gotta, I gotta listen to that. Yeah, go back it's Saturday and it's, just listen to that little 15, 20 minute clip. It's worth it because he, uh, he screwed, he screwed that that crew up, you know. And he's like well, talking about, oh, I can wrestle. I was doing 20, 30 minute on the indies. Never fucking heard of the guy, dude. You know, he just keep, <laughs> you know, he's got. A, he's a good rapper. He wrote, he rapped some good Is that songs. Top dollar. Yeah, top dollar. Yeah, yep. He rapped some good songs. He rapped a song. It's so funny because he rapped a song about what he left about. He's available for everybody. And ain't no fucking way in the world that he's going to AEW after no. he was talking shit with the Bucks about tennis shoes. Dude, he, he he burnt his fucking bridge on that, dude. He better hope he better hope Impact or somewhere wants him because he ain't never getting AEW as long as the Bucks are that, you know. There's no way they're letting him in. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Top Dollar is one of the guys that just got cut. We just mentioned Ashante Adonis and Isaiah yeah. Swerve Scott. And yeah. uh, this just took pl- place, what, like maybe five days Thursday. ago or something like that? Thursday, like Thursday evening, like around 7. Because the yeah. dude, that Ashanti dude on the show said he was watching Thursday night football. He missed the call from Laronitis. And so <laughs> then he called them back and, and, he, said, and he said, hey, you're, you know, uh, Budget cuts, and he's like, "Okay, thanks." And Budget just, cuts. Wow. yeah, he just kind of hung up on him. And he's like, "Wow." He they said they said they kind of knew something was fishy because they were booked for summers. They were booked for uh, Survivor Survivor Series. Then they weren't booked. Then they were booked again. Then they were unbooked, and they were like, "Oh, something's up, dude. <laughs> something's up." Hmm. So, yeah, it's a real interesting story. But it's how it, it's a tale. I mean. WWE keeps me, but it's a tale of how you can fuck your own self up. And uh, there are those stories out of yeah. a job, you know. It's all a comedy of errors. Every totally. every single one of them, it feels like. But uh, I would say Tegan Knox is kind of innocent in all this. Drake Maverick tried his best. The Shane Thorne guy, I have no clue. But John he was Morrison. Us. He was that I'm dude. Sorry? He was one of the. Du- he was one of the dudes. I didn't know it either. He was one of. There the was dudes that Aussie that was tag in- team. Um, he- and he's also was in. Um, uh, what's that? Reckoning or whatever. Oh, that crew Re- was retribution. In- yeah. So retribution. If guys, yeah. If you guys think back Jack. to the old NXT when it used to be good, I, I think Shane Thorne was <laughs> one half of TM Six One. That's why. Right. That's that team, Steve. I think you referred to it. Yeah, solid and on I exciting didn't team. Even know he was still in WWE, except for I recently heard he was a member of retribution so yeah yeah he was slapdick Slap, yeah i would uh i would like to see tegan Knox maybe in aew i think she could maybe have a future she tries hard but she's super injury prone so you never that's, really oh, never really gonna set know her back get yeah. out of her but she's got a good they're... look good work ethic she's got uh, a diversity of uh you know i think she's like from wales isn't she so maybe she can so. get a little europe European crowd, uh, more eyes on the product a little bit. She's gorgeous. My wife actually sat next to her on a flight. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I told you guys this story, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know so. if I. Ever, yeah, I, I don't know if I ever told it on a on the show, but my wife she was in New Orleans for uh for a a singing gig, and um, she sat like when NXT was fucking awesome. She was in the terminal at the gate 
from New Orleans. They just had a show, and then they flew up to Milwaukee because they were going to be having a um, a a show at Turner. I didn't have tickets to it because I don't know. I don't know why I didn't have. <sighs> but um, my wife she she texted me like super early in the morning. I thought I was dreaming. She's like sending me pictures of Champa like stretching out. Oh, you said those, I seen those. Yep, I seen those pictures. Yep. Yeah. So she's yeah. on the flight with literally every cool NXT guy, uh, like Damian Priest and Matt Riddle are on the other side, on the other side of the aisle as her. And like some some dude who was sitting in like first class goes back to use the bathroom and he's like, sees all the WWE uh, jackets that they're all wearing. And this guy is just like, so you guys ready to rumble? You know, being like oh, a real God. queef, like, like a douchebag, they're like, ha, ha, ha. And then Riddle is actually like, I'm going to slap his ass on his way back or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, 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 so, all, yeah, all the cool guys. Yeah, you had the the, the, the golden age of uh, NXT. Oh, I remember that. Pete, yep, everybody Pete Dunn was, was on there. the flight. Pete Dunn, yeah. I, uh, yep. Keith Lee, yep. when he was good. Yep, yep. they Roger had all the NXT jackets. I remember the pictures, yep. Finn Balor was on there. Velveteen yep. Dream. Yeah, uh, I remember that, yeah was a decent guy before travel um, yeah <laughs> right before right bef- uh rhea ripley was on the flight uh what's her name gonzalez was super fresh right. and she was um yeah sh- she was actually walking out with uh rhea ripley and you could tell gonzalez was pissed that nobody like came up to you her mm-hmm. this was right after that awesome nxt takeover in portland so rhea ripley dakota kai wow. all those other chicks were super over nobody even paid attention to dana gonzalez but that was awesome yeah, i actually know. yeah met my wife at the at the airport had a bouquet of flowers to like give to her and as soon as i had like an opportunity to take like a selfie with keith lee and Riddle, i just like <laughs> dropped the flowers on the f- ground to put my arm around them Priorities. i should post those pictures yeah, yeah i i gotta post them on our instagram for sure but anyway that was a big tangent um no but it's but, a good uh, story though it's a great story. yeah John Morrison is uh, out of WWE now. It's a man yeah. who is more loyal than probably any other wrestler to any company. The guy just loves the art of wrestling. He'll wrestle anywhere, anytime, just because he loves it. And they make him do all these douchey things, and then they cut his ass. I mean, you can kind of see the writing on the wall because his wife got canned. Just uh, yeah. the latest talking, releases. He was talking so. shit, yeah. Big time. Yeah, so... Yeah, he'll be okay too, dude. He can he'll probably yeah, like go AEW because we've seen him um Lucha or not Lucha. Well he's on Lucha Underground. Mondo Lucha. He just he put he was put on killer shows. I saw him also at some other little generic like um yeah. show. Yeah, so he'll he'll get he'll get a gig. He'll, he'll always wants. have a job. Yep, he'll get a gig. And he's probably made a good amount of money. He oh, doesn't yeah. seem yeah. like he doesn't seem like he's an idiot where he just spends it all. I just think no. he he seems like a really down to earth guy. I mean, the dude, the probably Takes the closest. I was yeah. just about to say the closest thing to eating a carb that this guy has gotten to is probably eating a crouton in the past <laughs> ten years. The dude's got like a twelve pack, and so yeah. he's always going to be ready to go. He's just gonna be like, okay, where where is it, and uh, I'll be there. Like, yeah, yeah. I was just kind of sad for him, but honestly. He's better off. His feet. I wasn't. Yeah, because he's doing stupid shit. So I was yeah, kidding. that whole Miz relationship and the co- like, the not funny comedy they did week after week. Yeah. It's like what a waste of a like supreme talent. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, the guy's one of the most athletic members of the roster, at least he was while he was still on it. And yeah, they stuck him with a drip stick where he's shooting a syringe full of yeah. what it's supposed to be at different people. Yeah, a total waste of talent. For real. No, I, I mean, I'm happy to see him gone, but I just I just hate, why would you fire yeah. a talent? You know, yep. that's that's kind of more where, what oh, I was yeah. saying. I, totally. But um, uh, It's probably yeah. Vasquez, trust me. They, they would have had him running for the 24-7 championship. Today. <laughs> yeah. Legend that he's doing that. Yeah. You know? He's well-loved in the indies. And like you said, Charlie, and everybody else, like, he's going to have a job. But, yeah, so he's out of there. But the person who does deserve to get fired, one of the biggest pieces of shit in the company. Finally. Finally. Jackson Riker got canned. Unbelievable. Sayonara, bitch. Yeah, very su- surprised and prayers. Job that long. Yeah. Maybe this maybe this round was actually due to budget cuts because why else would you see him finally get let go? Yeah, no shit. Like, what the hell? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like that's beating a dead horse at this time. But but the fact that he, he did they got rid of seventy guys or whatever or seventy people, and he was in the last group, not the first group. Yeah. After what he did, and they fire the other dudes earlier. Oh. Yeah. So, so for those of our listeners who maybe don't know the whole story behind this, Jackson Riker, about a year ago, I want to say it was, maybe even longer ago now, um, was named amongst a lot of wrestlers in what was called the speaking out allegations, where a lot of women came forward talking about different things happening. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. Up with what he did was on. it was during one of the... Um black lives matter big moments he uh like you know there's a protest i don't might might have even been kenosha but i don't remember for sure but he came out and like pro trump and then he like actually used his tagline forgotten no more and part of his tweet and like there were numerous people kevin owens others that just blasted him so they quickly pulled them they pulled all the forgotten sons all three of them off television killed the storyline and then fired the other two guys like a couple months later and then he came back and they've tried him in these feeble storylines with like uh elias who is still missing like but still hired he's probably uh, gonna get fired next in the next wave i would be shocked if uh elias but you know kind of like baron corbin i think i think vince just digs the guy because I, i my prediction here let's make a friendly wager i think he's gonna have another big gimmick Who's that? Elias Corbin? or Corbin? Elias. I think Elias is yeah. going to be back. Well, yeah, he said he's. I thought he was supposed to be coming back soon. So I don't know if he hold him off TV for a while. So I thought he was. Uh, they were doing some vignettes where he was coming back. Maybe they held him off. Yeah, mm-hmm. Elias probably one of the. Not. I, I don't want to talk too much crap about him because he did send me a killer cake. That is true. But definitely one of the most entertaining guys on wwe television in terms of just his promos the songs he would sing every week comes out does the same thing and it actually gets over every week so not many guys can do that like a modern day roddy piper yeah exactly (laughs) and that dude is jacked i mean he's he's a big dude Mm-hmm. Him and Boogs, that Boogenheim guy, they should team up and become like the new rockers since they both play guitar. He's a he's a Milwaukee dude, but he's a joke. I can't believe he's, he's still be, on TV. He's gonna be he'll be cut yeah. soon. He won't yeah, make yeah, it through yeah. twenty he won't make it through twenty twenty two. He's he's literally singing for his supper right now. I mean, that's yeah. all, I, mean I I give him credit because hey, he gets paid big money just to go out and play the guitar. Doesn't have to wrestle or take any bumps, but 
what do you, who's going to want you after your cut? You're going to be doing fucking, going to be a blizzard brawl <laughs> doing fucking $20 oh, yeah. or $40, uh, uh, meet and greets. <laughs> Actually, the that's best what, photo. Of, I'm kind of yeah. amazed that I, I'm, I mean, has, have you guys heard anything about Bray Wyatt or like, uh, the other big mm-hmm. guy? Nothing, dude. I think no. the only show there. Yeah. I know, uh, Braun's doing blizzard brawl here, but I did hear from, that. I think I heard Bray's going to be in a movie. Yeah, I did hear that too. Yep. So yeah, I did hear that. Yep. Yeah, there was a lot of rumors, I think, that Bray might join AEW, but those kind of died out quickly, and then it sounded like people were leaning more towards Impact, which makes a lot more sense, I think, given his character, but we still haven't seen that play out either, so I don't know. To be honest, it'd be cool to see him in AEW. I'm like, it'd be okay, but if I... I, I'd prefer him not to be there. (laughs) I was never... I don't think they need him. Yep, exactly. That's kind of my thinking on it. It's like... What does he give? You're gonna have to pay him. And there's so many new, there's so many other guys coming up and out. Like you gotta new. pay, you gotta pay O'Reilly, you gotta pay Owens. That's Can't what I said. Those, yeah, those guys, those are must haves. Yeah, the, yep. They'll probably end up signing Killer Cross. I bet you know because oh, some of those guys probably like him, so he'll probably get signed. Evan and Owens will be amazing yep. in there. Yeah. Owens is gonna. That's gonna be no that's question. Gonna blow. That's going to be another game changer move when Owens goes over. Absolutely. I can't fucking wait to see the real Kevin Steen come out, man. You guys are going to love it. You guys mm. are going to love it. Did you guys see Steen when he's in Ring of Honor or no? So I didn't, I, I'll admit, I was never a consistent watcher of Ring of Honor, but there was a yeah. stretch of time I did. And when he was kind of going strong, and yeah, he was just like, yeah, just merciless. Really good. Like, yeah, because first time that. Yeah, he started that in NXT when it's like he debuted. Everybody's happy to see him, and then in his debut night, he just freaking eviscerates Sami Zayn, who just won the title. That was yeah. awesome, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's a but comedy yeah. act. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when he gets to do his shit, dude, he'll be. He's gonna be. He'll be. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna yeah. be fun because we're gonna get the fucking. It was, and you know, going to more fantasy booking too. He could, you know, would he? He might sign with the Bucks because those are his boys. Because you get the Bucks and Steen versus Undisputed and a three way kind of thing oh. going, you know, feud that could be really good. Oh, you know? most definitely. So many options they got at their disposal. Yeah, so exactly. That's the beauty of what of 2022 for AEW is going to be really good if they can land a lot of these guys coming in. Like you said, you know, Keith Lee, him. It's gonna be off. It's gonna be off the charts, dude. Off the awesome. charts. Yeah, I'm excited. I I went back and watched some old Kevin Cena after you recommended Charlie nice. on YouTube, and he was super impressive. I only got to see him a little bit in NXT, but then when he busted out shit that I'd never seen a big man do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, that's why. Because first I didn't like him. I was like, who's this guy? Because when I was reading about him, like, who's this fucking guy talking? Because I had never heard of him. And he was just talking shit, and he didn't wrestle. Then he started wrestling, and then he was talking shit. Then he had the whole kill steam kill thing, and it was just wow. I was like, mm-hmm. this guy's fucking great, dude. It's like right. it's like the total like the same way with the Bucks. I was like, who the fuck are these guys? First time I saw him, like, who are these guys, dude? I remember I went live, and they're like, oh, the Bucks are coming. I'm like, big deal. Never heard of them. Then I saw him, like these fucking little guys with the tassels, the rockers. I'm like, what is this shit? Then I saw him work. 
I was like, oh shit. And then I and then I saw him cut promos in New Japan and Ring of Honor. I was like, oh yeah, these guys are these guys got it, dude. These mm-hmm. guys got it. These guys got it, dude. Yeah, Love so it. it's gonna be it should be fun. Exciting times. I mean, that's the kind of the nice thing about the vacancy of Kenny Omega getting some well-deserved uh R and R just to see what additions they're going to make yep. new storylines. He did a great job for a long time. He, he built a, you know, a good following of, you know, a, like dynamite's been crushing it. And now it's like the end of that era. And now it's totally wide open now, but um, yeah. Speaking of things that aren't that exciting though, Vince McMahon uh, actually came out on Survivor Series, showed his face after cutting 70 members of his current roster. You'd think he would get booed, <laughs> but uh, no. The uh, bootlickers that are the WWE fans uh, were cheering. Or it could have been just inserted uh, applause and enthusiasm into the production of Survivor Series that I hear did not sell out that well, but it looked oh, kind of full even, in tonight's there. Tonight's even worse. Tonight they took, they didn't even sell, close to sell to second level. I guess they took people from the second level and they moved yeah. them all down to the first level. Wow. That's a good way to save they, some money. Yeah, well, it's a good way to fill your crowd in too because yeah, it would look like shit on TV. Oh, for sure. Yeah, save some money as a fan. Be smart. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As a fan, yeah. As if you're yeah. smart, if you're a smart fan, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even bought tickets to that bullshit in the first place. <laughs> no. I gotta think they gave them away. I mean, that's probably no. the the There's best some... entertain, the cheapest entertainment you can get in New York was Survivor Series. I think it was probably people, six dollars. People will buy that stuff, man. It's people. Why say, it's you, why two point you, however million you, keep yeah you, yeah. There's there's a. If you go on any wrestling page, something about WWF, those guys are fucking defending it. So, like, like I always say, dude, I hope you have stock in the company or work for the company because the way you're defending these guys, <laughs> you should be getting paid, dude. And every one of them's got ridiculous. some Roman Reigns like avatar. Yep, and they're fucking slow. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably Russian. It's probably a Russian they're- job. Um, you know how they in- infiltrated the election a couple of years ago? Maybe uh, the same thing. I hope, uh, going, boy. going on in the and the Saudis, possibly. I wouldn't put it past him. But anyway, yeah, Vince, yeah, showed his face on Survivor Series. Why did he need to come on the show? I have no fucking clue. I just think he has some kind of psychological syndrome where he needs to show his face. I mean, not to get political again, but kind of like Trump, like when this when the country is literally burning, Trump is going on TV and saying, "Oh, we're fine." It's kind of the same thing with Vince did at Survivor Series here. Uh, when you get that much money as he does, he just doesn't. He he has no clue. Clueless, you yeah. Know? He's, 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 he's no in clue. his lofty ivory tower. He doesn't know. Yep. Well, so yep, I didn't no I didn't actually watch Survivor Series live. I caught some of the highlights after the fact. Um, I guess the reason for Vince showing up well was sort of twofold. Number one is uh, The Rock just released a new movie called Red Notice. I think it's available on Netflix now. And the entire Survivor Series pay-per-view was this weird cross-promotion with that movie and Pizza Hut, which was just, I mean, if I was, you know, seven years old, which is great. I yeah you know it'd be fantastic. The problem is I when think Pizza WWE rosters key demographic is in their mid sixties, so they're not the kind of people who are going to be going to Pizza Hut and getting excited to get a toy in their food. 
Um, so we have that. The golden egg, though, Mike, that you brought up earlier. So supposedly, and I'd have to double check this, or maybe the listeners out there can check me online. But this golden egg is something from the movie Red Notice, and Vince claimed that it's a hundred million dollar egg. It's Cleopatra's and, egg. Ah, yeah, yes, right. I saw that and, clip. And by the end of the night, this egg had disappeared. So supposedly, there was going to be some fallout tonight on Monday Night Raw regarding who stole the egg and what's going on with the egg. Because of all the things that happened on Survivor Series, the only story thread that could bleed over into the next show is this golden egg that Vince showed up with. And if you wanted to get out of the company, why wouldn't you steal it? <laughs> exactly. It's going to be uh, Drake Maverick, and it's going to do the where they're going to turn his fire ring into a story a second time. <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, I used to look forward to Survivor Series. It was always <laughs> right around Thanksgiving, you know, you're 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 feeling good, you're ready to chill out, eat some good food. I mean, you go back and watch those classic Survivor Series from the the 90s. It was just fun. It was just a mismatch of a lot of wrestlers that you normally wouldn't see wrestle together and you just had to watch and see what happens. Now there's no literal, there's literally it's not a rest the, wrestling is the furthest thing that they care about in the WWE. Well, I heard right there now, was like, like, yeah, like, like almost like what, um, an hour and a half plus of non-wrestling. Yes. And mm. the pay-per-view, like between the segments and the entrances, there was that much non-wrestling at a pay-per-view that people, you know, well, I guess with the network, it's, it's an asterisk, but spend money on. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Well, it's like, and then they, they, they force the stupid brand supremacy thing, which nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit about. Cause there's no, I mean, it's not a real Nobody's rivalry. And then you got Adam Pierce, is that his name? And, uh, Sonia Deville, which are like the authority figures of both shows. So what are they fighting over? You know, it's just, it's, it's so contrived. It's very contrived. And the worst part, and I mean, you know, a lot of this, I, you know, so obviously a lot of us here on Keep the Kayfabe listen to the What Culture podcast, and those guys make a lot of really good points. I think the one thing they do say every year, well, two things around Survivor Series time. Number one is it's a shame that WWE doesn't control the schedule when the pay-per-views occur. Oh, wait, they do. And the second thing <laughs> is that they have a draft usually pretty shortly before the survivor series in fact i think for our listeners if you go back and listen to i want to say it was episode 58 or 59 where we interviewed greg anya and jim brunzel those guys greg actually goes on and talks about wwe at that time had just performed the draft and so all these wrestlers are shuffling around to different brands you know between raw and smackdown and then survivor series is a month later so when they talk about brand loyalty it's kind of hard for a fan to buy into that when you've only been on that brand for a month and you know, the whole, can they coexist storyline really plays into things because at that point, all these people are mixed up together. It's like, nobody's loyal to anybody. Right. Well, now they have the creme of the creme on the roster because all the shit bags are actually out of there and you only keep around the good ones. So that's why you got to tune in to watch. This is, everybody there is good shit (laughs) well i think that's enough time that we're gonna spend on wwe (laughs) um and yeah we we will see if there's more firings before uh the new year that's uh the only thing that i've really been following yeah Yeah, I i thought they were done for the year but you never know yeah it doesn't seem like they're gonna stop there's really no timetable it just seems like eh Let's trim a little fat. 
Let's have it seems fun. like a very WWE thing to do to fire people on Christmas or Christmas Eve. So but I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to jinx Scrooge. it, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Vince is, a, Vince is a new Scrooge. <laughs> well, let's get back to some brighter times in the WWE, more like the WWF. Let's go to promo of the week. This one comes from my friend Dylan Struby from Muskego, Wisconsin. He's good friends with my other friend that submitted promo of the week last week, Matt Simpson. And he says, Gorilla Monsoon was my favorite commentator of all time. And I also can't miss a week of Keep the Kayfabe. It's my favorite show. So, all right. Awesome. It sounds like uh, we're getting out there between our close circle of friends. But if you have a promo of the week, hit us up with uh, your favorite promo at Keep the Kayfabe on Instagram and Facebook or hit us up on Keep the Kayfabe 414 at gmail.com. But without further ado, let's hear what Gorilla Monsoon has to say after he suspends the Ultimate Warrior for no showing for three events. This should be interesting. It is with great reluctance that I announce the indefinite suspension of the Ultimate Warrior. This suspension is a direct result of the Ultimate Warrior's failure to appear as advertised last weekend in Indianapolis, Detroit, and Pittsburgh. This suspension will be immediately lifted, however, as soon as the Warrior posts an appearance bond to ensure WWF fans that he will appear where advertised. However, the Ultimate Warrior is here tonight, as promised, and will wrestle Owen Hart. We remain hopeful that the Ultimate Warrior will soon post an appropriate appearance bond and return to action here in the World Wrestling Federation. Despite the immense popularity of the Ultimate Warrior, no one wrestler is above answering to our loyal WWF fans. Gorilla Monsoon, he, he was one of the best. And yeah. a real authority figure back in the WWF. He didn't put up with no shit. Well, this was the era when Vince was uh, continuing to clamor or hopes or cling to hopes that he could salvage the Ultimate Warrior, yeah. and uh, that shitty uh, horse was out of the shitty barn too already, yeah. and they couldn't be saved. Yeah, it was hmm. good. I remember those times. Like Gromont too. I loved you know before I knew anything about it. Like I never knew that he was a wrestler and all this shit. And it's like mm -hmm. it was like kind of cool figure finding all that stuff out. You know, as you get a little older, like, holy shit, he was a wrestler. And you look back and then you learn more about the business that all those old guys and those announcers and authority figures were really wrestlers and how it all interplays. You know, they're like guys that my dad watched and all this. Like now, you know, the guys that, you know, we know, like it's it's comes full circle, you know. Um, like yeah. Some, some kids are never like growing up now, Jericho goes into announcing, they're not going to know Jericho. Probably as a wrestler, they'll just yeah, have true. Announcer. then have to go back and figure out, oh, shit, he was an announcer. <laughs> you know, like, Vin, like I loved it, too. Like, you didn't know back then Vince was the owner of the fucking company. I didn't know that for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah they just thought he was the announcer. The announcer, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was great being um, young and dumb. And it, you always heard good things about Gorilla. Like, I know, like, Tony Schiavone, when, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but he actually spent a year in WWE uh, as an yeah. announcer. And, yeah. um you know, that was an awkward situation. He was the voice of the enemy and he goes over there and there was people kind of wary of him, but he said that gorilla like kind of yep, like yep. looked out for him right away. So yep, uh, yeah. That. Yep. Yeah. He said gorilla was cool with him. Yep. I do remember that hearing that. 
Well, and Gorilla Monsoon, his name will forever be ingrained in wrestling because they called the the gorilla position. Oh, position. Yeah. Right, yep. right still before do. he walked throughout the curtain, and they still do. Yeah, because yep. that's where Gorilla Monsoon used to sit right before he went out. And yep. yeah, so he'll he'll will be always in wrestling yep. forever. So that's pretty cool. Not sure a lot is. of people can say that, honestly. Yep. So. Good stuff, boys. And uh, we got to give a special shout out to our boy, former guest on the show, Baxter Belafonte, who is the new Brew City co-champion, heavyweight <laughs> champion. We went and just saw them wrestle in Waukesha. How was that show? It was super fun. Was it? Super it? fun. I've seen Brew City shows. I used to see them when they used to wrestle at the Knights of Columbus in uh, West Dallas. That was good. Then they moved out to Waukesha a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the crowd was in there. the crowd was really into it. Um, yeah, like Mike said, big shout out to Baxter Belafonte and Maverick Boone, two thirds of the luxurious ones as they were. Nice, great name. And yeah, if if you haven't seen the luxurious ones live, you definitely got to check out a Bruce City Wrestling show, especially now that they're going to be at the top of the card for quite some time. Now that they got a stranglehold on the heavyweight title. Oh man, it was so fun. I was so proud. I was like, no way. Are they going to, so it was a two on one title match. I was like, why would they put the title on a tag team? So I thought, you know, have them out there to put on a great show. But within like probably 30 seconds before the ending of the match, I started nudging Matt. And I was like, I think they're going to win because they turned it on. And then I leapt up like a proud parent. I actually got a little emotional. Uh, You know, I did a little bit of drinking during the day. But um, yeah, I was super proud, super fun. We got to party with them after the show. We went and bought as many White Claws as we could from the bar and partied with uh, the luxurious ones. So shout out to them, Mav Boone and Baxter Belafonte, New Brew City champions, baby. Cool. Here's yeah. a little trivia question if you guys can answer it. What, yes. two, what current two Ring of Honor wrestlers started what, what started out while well, they wrestled at Brute at uh, Bruce City Wrestling. Ooh. I want to say Silas Young was one of them. That's one. Ding, ding, okay. ding, ding. Good okay. call. One uh, more. Pretty easy. Swaggle? No. <laughs> Is it the, They're in Ring of Honor right now, or have been in Ring of Honor last year. Like, when oh, they yeah, were. I want yes. to say the, Bru- the Bruce City... You, you got it. I'll give it to you. Bruce City Bear, Beer City Bruiser. Yep. That's Good call, right. Matt. Matt wins it. Yep. Ding, ding. I remember seeing those. I remember used to see those guys there and then um, they got their call up. So that, you know, I, I was amazed when the Beer City Bruiser got up. But uh, but Silas Young was always really fucking good there. It's like, he was so good. It's like, dude, how is this dude here? He's really, he's like, you know how some guys just stand above? Mm-hmm. It's like, he's really fucking good, dude. Yeah. I was he used to a... come out to, he used to come out, his theme song there was, He's come out to Don't Stop Believing by Journey. That's nice. fucking awesome. That's fucking awesome. Wow. That'll get the crowd yeah. going. There was yeah, a show a couple be, years ago. Because people will be singing it. It was awesome, dude. Yep. There was a show a couple years ago. I think it was branded under MKE Wrestling at the time. I, I don't think they're yeah. in, in business anymore. That was, that was started by Silas, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. then that would totally make sense because Silas did come out and cut a promo during the show, and you could tell immediately that guy's on a different level in terms yeah. of his confidence That's and how swagger. That's ring, man. Yeah, it, so not surprising to see he's in Ring of Honor. Yeah, and he had a chance, which is kind of funny how life takes you, how it takes a course, because I think they wanted him to go to NXT at the end. Like, it was still hot, and but it was still, 
but it was starting to change a little. But it was still hot. He didn't take that. He didn't take that deal, which is which was good and bad because Ring of Honor is ending, and now um, you know NXT changed over. And they probably wouldn't. Have, they would have. They would have cut him because he's probably older too. You know, so it's just kind of funny how shit happens in life. Yeah, now. unpredictable. For those yeah. of our listeners, by the way, who want to catch up on what's going on with Baxter Belafonte, one half of the current Brew City Wrestling heavyweight co-champions. You can go back and check out one of the previous episodes of Keep the Kayfabe where we interview Baxter. Um, he tells us a lot of great stories about how he broke into the business, his time actually in Ring of Honor where he worked a few matches, his time as one of the half of the ICW tag team champions. Guy's had a really cool career so far, so really yeah, exciting to see where he's at now. But go check out that previous episode of Keep the Kayfabe. Get caught up to speed on what's going on with Baxter Belafonte. And then when he takes that next big step in his career, you can say, I've been following this guy since day one. Nice, yeah. yeah. Let's see, have to see with- some of this. See if they have some stuff on uh, YouTube. That's what happens uh, when you come on Keep the Kayfabe. You get that little uh, career bump. So uh, you got to keep a, you, you got to stay locked in with Keep the Kayfabe. And honestly, Matt, do you remember when um, me and you were talking with the luxurious ones after the the match? And I was like, "How you got? Like, how did you guys That's do awesome. it?" That's awesome. That's awesome. I I do somewhat. We like Mike alluded to earlier. We were both a little lubed up at that point, but I did <laughs> talk to them about it. Um, the match itself was pretty crazy. There was two ref bumps in the match. Um, really hard to tell what direction the match was going to go. But yeah, they were both couldn't have been more excited to win the title. Well, he said the biggest credit of why they won the titles was the piece of advice that they take mm. with them week after week oh right and it right. really let's, helps let's, them put them on the life path that they're on right now and they're oh, what, what is what is that what is that advice well they were like mike i gotta tell you man i took your advice from keep the kayfabe it's stay humble stay hungry and stay hard triple h Woo. Ow.